0: Welcome to the Love and Cookies Podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm sharing my story and encouraging you to live yours. I hope you enjoy this episode. In the summer of 2012, that's when I was working at Trinity Academy full-time. It was actually the first full-time job I had. After I got out of college, graduated college in 2006, did not have a full-time job until 2000 and I guess it was technically 11 when I got it. Dang. Yeah. What were so, you doing
1: for those five years? It was well, like YMCA <laughs> stuff,
0: right? Uh, It was some of that, but unlike most college students who work at a restaurant to pay their way through college, I decided to graduate college and then start waiting tables oh, um, because you cool. know, that's what you need a college degree for. You didn't for. work
1: while you were in college?
0: Well, I did. Um, I worked at some youth camps and some after school Uh, programs. But then my senior year, I had to do a uh, an internship uh, for my social work program and Mm -hmm. where I the after school program I was working at couldn't get me enough hours to cover what I needed. So I had to leave that job. And ended up working at Planet Smoothie. Oh right, making smoothies. Yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> uh, and did the internship at Charisma Church. Okay, so
1: before you get into the other job stuff, which because you've worked like a million small part-time jobs, what was the best and what was the worst?
0: Oh, Ooh. what was the best and what was the worst? It. Mm. We didn't ever,
1: work at Sonic together at any point, do we?
0: I don't think so. I don't think. I that think that ever you started over. after I did. Yeah. Um. I don't think that would be the best or the worst. Um, Planet <laughs> yeah. Smoothie, one thing that was amazing about that, I did not grocery shop for about six months. What? Why? <laughs> because I could get free smoothies whenever I wanted to. And then right. Brueger's Bagels was next door. Oh my gosh. And we had David. worked out a deal with their employees where we would give them free smoothies and they would give us free bagels. So I literally lived off Brueger's Bagels and Planet Smoothie for about six months.
1: That's probably really good for you, right? Uh, Actually, it's probably not terrible. I mean,
0: it depends. It depends on what you are getting. Are you getting the cinnamon
1: crunch bagel every time? Or? No, I was usually
0: getting like bagel sandwiches. I think they called it the better bacon cheddar. It was that a bacon bagel, cheddar bagel, an egg, cheese, garlic cream cheese, and bacon. Ooh, the garlic cream cheese is. The yeah, it, it was a nice touch, there. but you had to you had to pick your bagel wisely. Like, you couldn't go blueberry. <laughs> you don't want blueberry and blueberry garlic? blueberry and garlic, no, no. <laughs> but then my go-to uh, smoothie, that would have been, uh, let's see, I put in strawberry, blueberry, peaches. Peaches. Were they actual peaches or
1: was it like peach concentrate
0: something? Uh, um, it was like a mix. We'd get like a five-pound
1: oh, yeah, yeah, five yeah. bucket of- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slop. The, the, yeah, I we had strawberries <laughs> like that at Sonic. Yes. I
0: think. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So the peaches, then peanut butter, frozen yogurt, peanut butter. That's an yeah. interesting one too. And, yeah. It was. It was kind of my mix on the PB and J smoothie. That's pretty.
1: That's pretty healthy. Ooh, PB and J smoothie. You should market that, dude.
0: Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. So I lived off. Of, so that. I mean, that was an awesome thing. Probably but the best one. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I. I mean, probably I would have to say that best part-time job i had it for not having to go grocery shopping yes plant smoothie but sure. i think as far as like having fun really enjoying what i was doing when i was uh part-time with the ymca at oh, the, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. alexander family ymca doing mm-hmm. after schools there and summer camps uh, as kids it's more fun yeah that was a lot of fun yep. you know that's what god's called me to do but right um makes sense worst part-time job pizza hut really pizza hut managing a pizza hut i oh, you were managing it oh yeah yeah i and this <laughs> was uh after i got out, a few years after i got out of college i waited tables for like three years and then um got offered a position at pizza Hut to manage and i was like well that'll pay a little bit better and i won't the restaurant i was working at was open till 2 a.m and i hated being there till that time and so i was like i just kind of want some more normal hours just um,
1: to just to clarify at this juncture in my life i thought you were the coolest person in the world <laughs> and you were managing a pizza hut I, yeah, so my standards yes. were really high yes
0: yeah i <laughs> you know kept some stuff hidden from you guys that you know or i just made it look <laughs> a lot more glamorous than <laughs> it really was yeah mm, that's okay that's, But that's what in i was my, there for my, my GM there did not know how to make a schedule. The reason that was the worst job I ever had, the worst part-time job I ever had, was because well, I'd probably say that was the worst job I ever had. Period. Oh wow. Um, I worked probably a at least a month and a half without working a fully staffed shift. Oh wow. And it wasn't because people were calling out. It wasn't because people were quitting. It was because my manager didn't know how to make a schedule. <laughs> there was one shift I worked where I was the manager on duty, the person answering the phone, the cook, the server. And, and probably something else. Uh, um, okay.
1: So, That's,
0: mm. uh, yeah. And, uh, Very and well the, done. Yeah, and the cashier. So. Right. So you got to um, do everything. It's good. So yeah, I was basically doing everything except delivering the pizzas to people.
1: Right. Um, so was it like two people that you had then? Was it you and one other person?
0: On that, on those shifts, I mean, there probably should have been three or four other people that were working. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, on any, say a busy night, you know, we had a dining room so people could come dine in. So we need to have a couple servers. We need to have a couple cooks in the kitchen. I went there like once when you You probably did. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, so it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even just that. Like most of the time, it wasn't just one person. It was like multiple people short. Right. Um, oh, that's and bad. So that's how I got the Sonic. I said I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then got the Sonic. <laughs> and you're like,
1: hmm, this is this is pretty bad too. Yeah. It, it it was all right. Just to clarify, I worked at Sonic for five years, but it was after Nick left. So it would have been the best job ever. A couple <laughs> couple months before that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I was there probably nine months, I think. Because you that's what- so
1: many jobs for less than a year, dude.
0: Yeah well yeah, there is there is a few um but that's when I started working I started while I was at Sonic I would open Sonic from six and work till about two and spend the and night then, in my house occasionally. Yeah. So I could get there in the morning cause yeah. it was, that was early. But then after I got off from there, I start. that's when I started working at the Y and oh, okay. so I would work mornings because then I would go and work at after school programs in the afternoon. So I'd get off at Sonic around, you know, one 32 and then would have to be at an after school program between like two 30 and three mm, that's um, and, fun. and be there usually till about six o'clock. So,
1: mm. so you would have like two or three hours of free time at night and then you got to, to sleep right Hmm. yeah
0: but i'm also a night person so yeah that didn't usually work out too well (laughs) yeah you're
1: going to sleep at 1 2 a.m and waking up at 6 right i did that a couple times i feel it but so so, yeah. Getting to you and getting married and losing your job.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Trinity Academy summer, 2012, first full time job I'd ever had, had benefits, was super excited about it. You know, because that's what you're supposed to do when you get out of college is you know get that job and get the benefits. You waited five years. Um, so, right, waited. Yep, five highly years. Highly
1: anticipated full time job.
0: And uh, and I was in. En- yeah. So I was engaged. So that summer, um, I was getting married in September. And the school didn't have enough people enrolled and we're making budget cuts. And I was one of those budget cuts. And so here I was nine months after being really excited about getting my first full-time job. Like, okay, good. I've got a job. I've got benefits. Like I'm set to get married. Um, (laughs) And then literally um, a month to the day before I got married was my last day of work there. Mm. And so I went from being a director of an after-school program and a director of a summer camp uh when i found out i was losing my job i went back to the y and said hey i know you guys don't have anything full-time right now i know you probably don't have much left part-time but like if you've got a counselor position somewhere like i I just need something to pay the bills you know um and so they're like yeah like we'll throw you in here um as a counselor in early arrivals and after school program and you know kind of see where it goes from there (laughs) but yeah that was that was a a crazy time. So yeah, yeah. A, a month out of being married, I am went from being in charge of programs to being back to the bottom of those programs as a counselor. So how do you
1: feel God's plan is worked through that? Because there's definitely the point where you lose the job and you're like, hey, God, what's up? Because this is not where I thought this was going to go.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, that was That was probably the toughest part of all that, you know, because... What I was doing at Trinity Academy that that summer that we we literally started their summer camp. Me Mm -hmm. and my boss, they had never had a summer camp before. Who was your boss? Did I meet him at any point? You might have. His name was Jim. Jim. Um, Oh yeah, I remember that. I don't know if I met him, but you talked about him. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, I probably probably talked about. We were we were really close friends too. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, that was definitely a part that stunk about losing the job, but. So yeah, but we had created that camp, and so here it was was like we had worked. I had worked so hard to help create that, and then it's just like it gets ripped from your hands. And you know, when you're when you're doing that, you're like you're not thinking, okay, well, you know, God's got me here for the summer, and then I'm just gonna peace out. And you know, no, like I was like, this is my baby. (laughs) Right, you put your heart and soul Um, into it a little bit. So in that moment, you know, it was like, God, I don't know what you have for me. Like this, like I don't know. Yeah, like and. Uh, so in the moment, I trusted God, but there was no clarity of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a confused trust, maybe I I don't know how, what to call it. But yeah. um, but now now that we are six years removed from that, where do I see God in that?
1: Right, because now you have the perspective and you know why it
0: happened, right? Or do you? I I, I would say I know how God moved through it Um, because absolutely because I went back to the Y I I went back as a counselor Mm -hmm. a few months later a leadership position a a part-time leadership position a site coordinator opened up they offered it to me and then a few months after that a full-time director position opened up and I applied for that and got it Oh, okay and so you know, if you had asked me in August when I lost my job, like, "Oh, you know, where will you be in six months?" I wouldn't have said, "Oh, I'll be, you know, a full time director at the Y." Yeah. But because I had just decided right in that moment, okay, well, God, clearly you have something else for me. Like, yeah. uh, you're not just going to leave me high and dry. You know, in six and and I just trusted him. It, six months later, I was back in a full time position as a director. Mm-hmm. And, and that position and where I was has launched me to where I am today. Uh, I'm not still with the YMCA. Sure. I work with Community of Hope Ministries, but the relationships I built there, um, every everything that started there has brought me to where I am right now. Yeah. And so, you know, like you said, looking back, I can see how God orchestrated those steps. But in the moment, not a clue.
1: Right. And uh, I think <laughs> the, the word, the phrase confused trust is, to me, the most real kind of trust. Because if you... It's easy to trust God when you feel like you know what's up, you know? Like, yeah. it's easy to trust God when you get offered the full-time position at Trinity, right? You're like, oh, yeah, this is God. God, I right. totally it, trust you. It's got to be God. Right. It's, it's a big a, paycheck. This is God. A door has <laughs> opened. It must be Jesus. God opened the door because there is a door that is open, right? Yeah, let's not go down that rabbit Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's important that you... Like you didn't know what was happening and you were probably pretty uneasy and there's probably at least a level of anxiety going into not just my paycheck provides for me and I'll take care of myself, whatever. It was, okay, now another human being is relying on me right? as well. <laughs> and like this is the time I need that the most and it gets taken from you, which forces you then to actually trust God, right? It puts right. the ball in your court and God says, oh, you say you trust me try this you know yeah. <laughs> like see what happens if th- if this goes down and do you actually trust me you know right
0: and it yeah and it's it's not easy you know and i i think of you know in the the old testament when the egyptians were not the Egyptians, <laughs> the Israelites were coming out of Egypt. Um, you know, the Bible talks about. I think about, you
1: told me this story once before and you made that same mistake.
0: I probably have. You were like, the I,
1: Egyptians. Yeah. Oh, I, wait, hold on.
0: I, there's, there's a chance I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, so like it, there, in the Bible, where the Israelites are coming out of Egypt and the, it says that God took them in a roundabout way. He, you know, we always talk about, oh, the, the Israelites went to the wilderness. Well, there was a path they knew. Mm-hmm. how to go to where they were going. Oh yeah, that's right. And God took them off that path and took them in, into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, there are going to be times in our life where, where God does that to us. And yeah. in, in that moment, in that moment, I had no clue what was going on. And, and, you know, in that story, it talks about, you know, that's where God went before him as the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. And he led them. So God didn't just drag him into the wilderness. and say, all right, peace, figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. He went with them. He, he led them. And so, yeah, you know that's what that's what I've seen, especially now looking back and what I felt in the in those moments is like, okay, God, I'm just gonna trust you like I'm in this wilderness i'm I'm in this place of confusion, this place of you know, yeah, I don't really know what's ahead of me, but i I'm gonna trust you to lead me through it mm-hmm. and and God knew where he was going, and God knew where he was taking me, and in the end, I can look back and be like, you know, now it doesn't look like wilderness anymore. what sure. I just went through it yeah. looks like a clear path,
1: it's a path that made sense to God, but you can't see it. From, right from there from that and
0: spot. <laughs> that's that's the hardest part mm-hmm. um through it all and but the thing i found is that time after time when i choose to trust in him he doesn't let me down mm-hmm. and on the flip side of that time and time again when i try to figure it out for myself mm. it doesn't it doesn't work out like i wanted it to you enjoyed this episode then you'll definitely want to stay tuned for next week's Zeph and I had an amazing conversation but it went on for a while so I've chopped it into two episodes next week we'll be finishing up this conversation with into the unknown part two thank you guys for listening to the loving cookies podcast you know there's not much better than a fresh baked cookie so go ahead and subscribe so that you can get new episodes straight out of the oven and don't be selfish share them with your friends again thanks for listening until next time